they're like very rich in vanilla and like apple um, wash on them. There has it's like honey. Um, Carlisle is like kind of like a fruity tobacco scent. Uh, Hobdon is an interesting one. It's like frankincense and myrrh, so it smells like Jesus. Um, <laughs> I mean, assume. Assuming Jesus is a person, not a corpse somewhere. Well, he he rose on the third day, you blasphemous swine. <laughs> um, unlike uh, David Bowie. What happened? Wait, what happened after that? I'm a little, so what? Okay, all right. Are you ex- like asking me to explain Christianity? <laughs> yeah, can you explain Christianity. <laughs> it's been a long time since I took a theology course. Because uh, you always see like Jesus come, and I'm like, yeah, no, he, he he came back. He rose from the dead. Then he left again. So yeah. Um, so he gets crucified. Yeah, three three dies, days pass. Buried in the cave. Um, uh, both the Marys, Mary Magdalene and Mary, mother of Jesus, go and like to decorate his tomb. And they see that the stone that's blocking the tomb has been rolled over. And depending on which book of the Bible you're reading, because um, so they're all only, different. So not only is he back from the dead, but he's back from the dead with like super with a vengeance. <laughs> um, he's pissed. <laughs> They had him He's killed, like, and that only slowed nobody, him down. That's the part nobody ever talks about when he just completely massacres the entire city of Jerusalem. He's like, fuck you for doing this. <laughs> so, and, and he has laser they, eyes. They, it's they, crazy. They cast uh, Josh Brolin for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was like my favorite part of The Passion of the Christ. <laughs> Have you ever seen that movie? Probably not if you don't know what happened. Like Because <laughs> it's the whole plot of the movie. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, no, but see, now I'm imagining, like, a cross between, like, you know, like, a tasteful art film and, like, Commando. Oh, it is not, it is not a tasteful film. No, though. but, like, the, it movie, is, like, the movie I'm manufacturing. Holy shit. No, but, like, it's, like, a, it, it's genu- like, genuinely more gory and, like, trashy than the movie we just watched. Like, there's, it's crazy. It's, like, they're shooting the story of Jesus as a horror film, which is bold. Um... It's not bad. Isn't it like Cannibal Holocaust like as far as like, Great Inferno? Like as far as movies about Jesus go, like, I remember, I'd rather watch that one than, remember, you know, the one that they'd like send for free in the mail. I, I don't know, I don't know, how, I don't know how, how blasphemous this was, but like I remember uh, they'd given that movie away. Like people like would give you this fucking movie. What movie? Uh, Passion of the Christ. Yeah. Like yeah. it would show up in the mail. Well, the, the, that's... <clears throat> are you sure? Because like they did one that was... I remember they used to send one that was another like... But that was like a cut. cheap thing. I no, because like I can't imagine that they would because this is like a hard R movie. Like it's fucking. It's like a torture. Yeah, no, porn no, movie. no. It was, it was, it was. A, yeah, no. It was Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ, uh, and they'd sent it and like because my family people uh, were like fucking dying. We're, in the we're not, we're not religious. Uh, yeah, really at all. Um, uh, but but we had a copy of the Passion of the Christ, and like the question was always like why? Because uh-huh. I can't imagine anyone bought it, and it just became this one thing where it's like kind of like, oh, well, you know, like we got it for free. And it would feel weird to throw it away because it's Jesus. <laughs> it's like, just, there's superstition involved. Um, yeah, I mean, like, it's not a bad movie. Like, like I said, as far as... Wait, you know, was, if like, you're going to watch one of the Jesus movies, that's, one, of those like, ones that's like, one that's actually entertaining and well-made. It's one of those ones where it's like, yeah, superstitious may be, but like, you feel like you put Jesus' face in a dumpster. Even if you're did not you Christian, know? you're going to get kicked in the crotch. Did you? And I think this is on the fucking Wikipedia page, because this sounds like an urban legend. Did you know that like when Jim Caviezel was on the cross, he got struck by fucking lightning? What? Like, that's a thing that happened. And I think he said it happened more than once. He was like, we had to keep taking deck because we kept getting struck by lightning. I'm like, bro! 
What are you doing? Sorry, blah, 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 but don't worry. Lightning never strikes twice. <laughs> he does it again. <laughs> you know. Hello, no. and welcome to Off Time Shy. I understand you really, you really want to make this film, but there are like three things that would make me uh, not make a movie. <laughs> One of them would be... One of them would be struck by lightning. Number two would be getting struck by lightning a second time. Struck by lightning in any context. But, like, in the context of... We're making this borderline offensive religious film. And when we put our actor playing Jesus on the cross, he gets hit by fucking lightning? I... It should not be legal to make that movie at that point. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like that's all the review you need. Yeah. Like, fucking the hand of God reached down and said, stop! <laughs> Quit it! Twice! It happened. And they're like, ah, damn, that's a weird coincidence. Alright, we'll start rolling again. And it happens again, and it's like, did you not hear me the first time? <laughs> Okay, hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Off Time Drive. I'm keeping all of that in, by the way. Um, I'll just do some... They they know what they're getting into. They clicked the fucking link. Um, What are we going to title this? We should title it that. Struck by Lightning? Jesus? (laughs) Jesus Christ, the Fensive Movie? Yeah, that'll be all all the tags that I put in for... Spotify. Did you know we're on Spotify now? I did not know we're on Spotify now. We were just like Joe Rogan. How do you find us on Spotify? I mean, I guess you don't I actually don't people. know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think I've ever looked us up. <laughs> I just know I got the email that said we were accepted for Spotify. Um, I assume you go on and you look up Off Time Drive. Um, we are actually currently the second biggest podcast on Spotify after Joe Rogan. Uh, and that's entirely accurate. No, that's very true. You don't need to Wikipedia that. <clears throat> no, they're not going to add those numbers. Only uh, Spotify content creators get access to those kind of numbers. Joe Rogan can call us out. Yeah. Uh, Joe Rogan's in a lot of deep shit lately. Apparently he's just, like, since he moved to Texas, he's gone full, like, um... I don't know if it's, like, full-on conservative, but, like, he's getting attacked as if he's, like, this vaccine conspiracy theorist. Um, Because he didn't take vaccine himself, and then he got COVID, and he took a bunch of other stuff, like the ivermectin and shit. Well, he he took ivermectin and monoclonal antibodies. Monoclonal antibodies. I don't know what the fuck that means, but it's what they gave Trump when he got it. That sounds like uh, that sounds like something that the fucking Kevin Owens would do and attack the clones. Mm-hmm. You mean the people from Camino? That's what I said. Yeah, and just elaborating for people that aren't fucking nerds. Um, Motherfucker, you have a Harry Potter wand. And it's, it's not even one that existed. It was Dumbledore's <laughs> wand a... that didn't exist, and they had to make it in CG. Because they made it stupid the first time. They made it look like the Elder Wand. Um, yeah, I got the Fantastic Beasts Dumbledore We are nerds wand. of different calibers. We, we, we I have, have that occasionally. I have the other Dumbledore wand. It's just in Florida. The Elder Wand one. I like Dumbledore ones. It's because it's Jude Law. You know what's funny about that? Um, he's, like, more bald when he's in his 40s than he is when he's in his, like, he's, like, 115 canonically, I think. Um, the, the, <laughs> uh, Jude Law, he's got, like, that kind of, like, Jack Nicholson 
Widow's Peak? The white person. Yeah. yeah. White people have that. But you look at the other Dumbledore, he's got, like, full head of hair. He's... I'm assuming it's fake. What does Michael Gambon look... Do you know who that is? No. This is the actor that played the second Dumbledore. The first one is Richard Harris. He passed away. Um, and know, I don't think we ever you, see his head. Can you imagine so that, like, all the things... Like, imagine Dumbledore is bald and he just wears a wig. That, I mean, like... He's, a, you know, it's something that they never really captured in the movies. Um, they always made him wear the same outfit <clears throat> in every scene for six years. Um, <clears throat> but in the books, like, his whole thing is he's, like, very flamboyant and has different crazy robes all the time. That's borderline offensive. And they're like, he's gay! And everyone was like, yeah, we know. He was retconned into being gay. I firmly believe that. I think she was just like, ah, I want to make it more progressive. Um, and then she was like, ah, now I want to be turf. Uh... <laughs> She, she changes her mind about a lot of stuff. J.K. Rowling, God bless her. You know, I feel like when you give auteurs like that way too much control, like, they, they do do that. Like, they change their mind back and forth. Like, if you look at, like, Star Wars, like, there's changes between the, uh, the 97 special edition and the 2011 Blu-ray. He changes them back. And then, Yeah, he changes them back. Uh, so it's like, I, I, don't, I don't fucking know. What are we here to talk about tonight, Tyler? Well, today is a very uh, different day. Michael's in New York City. Michael's in my house right now. Um, I know. So, uh, if he sounds like he's far away, it's because he is, uh, but not actually far away. I mean, far away from the microphone. That was, that would have been a confusing thing to say for people. Well, he's here, but he's far away. He's very distant. Um, Just emotionally. He's very aloof. <clears throat> yeah. It's, you know, uh, Japanese people, they're very reserved. That's, that's a little racist. A little bit. I don't think so. That's not a, um... It is to say, because you're from America, but... I'm from Hawaii, say... which, depending on who you ask, barely counts. Yeah, that is. there's a lot of Japanese people in Hawaii, as I've come to learn. Um, but I, I think it's fair to say that the Japanese is a very reserved culture. Yeah, I think that's, no, like, their whole thing. Yeah. Man, I had a... So my grandfather um, <clears throat> got into an argument with his father when he was 23 years old. He got into an argument when he was 23, never talked to him again. Really? Yeah, and he was the, uh, my grandfather was the, uh, the firstborn son. So it was a big deal. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> he was a valued member of the household until he suddenly dipped and, uh, never spoke to him again. Do you know what the fight was about? No, yeah, it, yeah, was, yeah, it was, it was, it was about, uh, it was about, uh, his father didn't like my grandmother. And, uh, my grandfather really? decided that he was going to marry her anyways, like, regardless okay. of whether he got his fucking permission or not. Noble. Uh, and he, and he did. Uh, and he never spoke to his father again, and uh, his father was on his fucking deathbed, uh, dying, uh, wanting to see his son one more time, and my grandfather said, no! <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, you say we're uh, reserved, and that's no, not, that's, I can see that. Uh, yeah, it's a different kind of uh, reservation, I suppose. Um, yeah, I've been to Japan. I'm very cultured. I'd like to go back. Michael's never been there. Yes, I have. Shut the fuck up, Michael. All right. You know, you know what's funny? We're talking... Um, I was talking to a Bernie friend. Sanders is sending me selfies. What? <laughs> I just got a text, and it's a picture of Bernie Sanders, like, smiling, asking for money. Bernie is sincerely asking $10. For, for what? <laughs> I don't know. We have an election coming up? He's just broke. He's good for it. He'll pay me back. <laughs> Um, so, 
You've never been to Japan. Uh, Candyman. I, you know, we're talking about, I, I, we, I have been to Japan. I was talking to a friend recently, and he was like, there's a, uh, there's a, there's someone that he knows, right? And he's like the most annoying fucking prick on the planet. Because uh, he's the, the kind of white weeaboo. That, Is there uh, any other kind? <sighs> yeah, I guess he could be like a black weeaboo. Dude, but like, like, so I, I've been, I've been to Japan, like, black weeaboos are like, great. Uh, it is a little weird, like, if you hear someone speak, like, straight-up Japanese with a Jamaican accent, it's a bit confusing. Oh, that's pretty sweet. It's, uh, Sound of New York City, ladies and gentlemen. Sound of New York City. City sounds. This is gonna happen 8,000 times throughout the podcast. We live right by a police station. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's funny. I live, uh, I live near, uh, Chicago now, and man, is it fucking quiet at night. Almost eerily quiet. Now I'm staying in Queens, uh, and it's never quiet! Uh, which is fine. It's why they call it the city that never sleeps, and that's true. You could look that up. Take that to the bank. That's where that moniker comes from. It's because it's always really loud. That was a very unfunny fucking... uh, No, it wasn't supposed to be funny. It's factoid. Factoid. Uh, You know why it's called the Empire City? Uh, no. Uh, It's because it's the first city that Death Star landed and Darth Vader took over. Look it up. It's a fact. Really? It's also where they shot the TV show Empire. Mm -hmm. New York Yankees. New York Yankees, ladies and gentlemen. No, it is is actually called the Empire State because the Dutch and British Empire fought over this particular piece of land. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Wasn't theirs to begin with. Um. (laughs) No, but, you know, white people do, white people, they... Well, you know, that's true that, like, um, I think Manhattan is an Indian word, right? Mm -hmm. Like an American Indian, Native American... I could say that I have Native American blood. I'm just like Elizabeth Warren. Um, <laughs> they hate to call us whatever we want. Um, Brooklyn is definitely a Dutch word, as is Harlem. Uh, they used to be spelled different. And if you go down to the city hall, it says New Amsterdam. That is in Holland, the land of the Dutch. Land of the Deutsch. But anyways, we, no, we, we Why saw... do they call it Dutch? Who cares? Go on. We saw we saw we saw movies. Well, I, I I saw a movie. You tried to watch a movie. You fell asleep, and then we both watched movie. It was very late when we were talking. It was like nine thirty. Yeah, and I'm very it was old. Old people bedtime. Um, Malignant is the first on death on on death on deck. Uh, mm-hmm. How far did you get in? Far enough for it to have been thoroughly entertaining, and like I really wanted to finish it, but then I was like, if I try, I'm gonna. Um, not going to be able to make it to the next movie. Because, uh, like, I didn't... St- in all fairness, I didn't start to watch the movie as soon as we uh, Got wrapped off. up our <laughs> discussion. Yeah, Tried to watch it at, like, significantly later than that. And I was like, eh, I can't finish it. i got to go to sleep. Um, uh, I liked what I saw so far. I think everything has been fucking great. Um, I... W- was expecting something different based on like Red Letter Media's reaction, because mm-hmm. like, reaction. Uh, like so, Jay Bauman is of the opinion that it is pretty explicitly supposed to be funny. Um, oh, I was cackling. Yeah, it's uh, hilarious. I was cackling. But Mike is like, I don't know. It might just be a bad movie. I don't think that that's the case. Um, first of all, James Wan is not like fucking you know. 
Kubrick or anything like that, but he's not a bad filmmaker. Like, he would know a bad movie if he made one. Um, I mean, he made Aquaman, didn't he? Yeah, but that's like, I mean, it's like tongue in cheek blockbuster. Um, But this is like, if this was a serious horror movie, you'd be like, oh, this guy is um, psychotic. Uh, This (laughs) doesn't read as scary at all. Uh, But it does seem like a horror comedy. And I, you know, of the first third of the movie that I've seen so far, I fucking love it for that. I'd like (laughs) within the opening 10 minutes, (laughs) the lady gets her head cracked open on the back of the fucking like there's that scene incredible because it goes from zero to fucking murderous in like 20 seconds seconds well i mean the movie starts off and they're in like the psychiatric like the the fucking asylum Mm -hmm. right and it's got like the uh the evil dead like wind blowing in a sealed room kind of like lights flashing i was thinking it seemed very sam raimi that opening yeah. sequence yeah and it's like all very dry it's like it's time to cut out the tumor like it's just yeah like it's very over the top like it's very ham like it's very one of those things that like it sets the tone it's, for the movie it's pretty clearly yeah it's i i don't think that it's they were more trying evil to dead shoot. than it is insidious yes um, um and i you know i fucking applaud that because if i was james one i'd probably be sick of making those types of movies by now because it's like he like i like insidious i like um i don't think i saw the second one i like the first one and i don't really love the conjuring films but i don't think they're bad either i think as far as like generic american horror movies of the last decade that's one of the better franchises um it's definitely leaps and bounds above something like paranormal activity or something like that they still make those the conjuring or paranormal activity paranormal activity I don't think they make either one of them anymore, actually. Um, I could be wrong about that. I remember that. the Nun one fairly recently. I didn't see it, but I remember the advertisements for it. Yeah, but that's like in the Conjuring universe. It's not like... Does um, that not count? Is that not still... I'm talking about like the ones that actually have like uh, Ed and Lurie and Warren, um, who are the Patrick demonologists. Wilson. Those are real people, too. They're dead now, but uh, they, they're, the Ed and Lurie and Warren Museum is actually in uh, upstate New York oh. somewhere. Hmm. They were the ones, like, they were the ones who wrote, I think they wrote the book Amityville Horror, um, because they were the ones that, uh, I think they're in that movie too, maybe? I could be wrong about that. Amityville Horror, that was a, uh... It's based on a true story. Yeah, no, but that was, that was a racket, wasn't it? You're saying it's fake? Well, no, 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 Like it wasn't a real haunted house? Well, like, the, uh, guy killed his family in it, right? Yeah. And then claimed demonic possession. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then no one wanted to buy the house, because they... They got the property on the cheap. I think the movie he, he uh, died, though. Um, yeah, no, he went to jail, I believe. Because that's in Connecticut, right? Yeah. I was literally just having this conversation. I went and visited a friend up in Connecticut, and we were having this conversation about Amityville Horror. Because uh, that guy was arrested, uh, and then the property went on the market. No one wanted to buy it, so someone bought the house really cheap and went, Ooh, it's haunted! Yeah. Um, got real famous, made a lot of money, uh, and then the third family moved in. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he was saying, like, you know, I, I feel like, uh, I genuinely feel like that she believed, because that was what's-her-name, right? Who? The third family that moved into the Amityville house. It wouldn't have been, like, the Warrens, not the people that, they never lived there. No. Um, they, I think that they came in and, like, investigated. Yeah, no, there was, a, there was a third family that was there that, like, did claim it was haunted, too, and they're, like, I genuinely believe, like, they thought it was haunted, but, like, I yeah. No, like, I don't, look, with Ed and Lorraine Warren, I don't think that they're disingenuous. I think that they believe in the things that they espouse, um, or believed. They're no longer with us, I don't think. Uh, 
at least Ed's not. Lorraine might still be kicking. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. But I, I, I think that they're... I don't think that they're, like, frauds in the way that, you know, somebody like... I don't know, like a, like a call-in psychic lady's a fraud. Um, I think that they believe what they believe. Because they're also, like, deeply religious. Um, and it's weird that they're demonologists by profession because they're Catholic. Mm-hmm. And... I don't think Catholicism allows... I guess they can't stop you. But um, I think that, like, exorcisms and things like that are relegated to the priesthood. They're, like, 100%, like... The Vatican... Any Anytime they do a, uh, uh, an exorcism, the Vatican has to okay it. Um, and it's something that very rarely happens anymore because for all of the bad things Catholicism has done over the last hundred years. A um, few hundred years. Uh, well, thousands of years, but I mean, like, uh, within living history, anyway. Um, they've gotten a lot more progressive in terms of uh, embracing, like, modern medicine and stuff. If they're, They will allow an exorcism to take place, but only after the person has sought um, medical treatment and nothing's worked. So... You speaking from personal experience? Is that like, did you? Yeah, like when I was possessed. No, um, <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 Listen, I you eat a bunch with... of green paint, you throw it up, and suddenly your family thinks you're possessed. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't call a Catholic priest for my exorcism. I would call John Constantine because he's real, and Alan Moore says it, and I'm not going to call him a liar. Uh, but yeah, they have to like go through some process where you have to demonstrate proof that you've sought actual medical attention. Um, you've you've gone through like the rigmarole of the therapy and nothing else has worked, and then they'll consider it. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's it's virtually never happens anymore. I guess there was an uptick in the last twenty years, which is weird. In America, they said there's like been two hundred American exorcisms performed in the last twenty years, and that like dwarfs the amount that had been you know done prior to that point. Like the entire. You look at you look at the current cultural state of the world, and you you have things like the very not even not even the very far right, but like the deluded right. Yeah. Um, you look at that, and you you got to imagine there's this objectivity uh, that's thrown away, and now suddenly like, oh well, you know, it's not science; it's the liberal media; it's the it's the lies. Call a priest. So, our 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 son says he's gay. Just exercise him. Yeah. So okay, incomplete fairness um that's not really a catholic thing that would be we have we having like a rooftop concert what the fuck just happened right? Jesus this is the loudest shit that i've it's like it was like it We're was playing the fourth in the room floor. <laughs> yeah anyway um so in fairness that's not like a catholic thing that would be more of um like a protestant baptist southern american thing because like all of that is decentralized mm-hmm. So the way Catholicism works is everything comes out of the Vatican and, you know, it's what the Pope says goes. Um, unless he's saying, we want to let gays into the church and then they're like, no, we'll leave. No and he's Pope, like, okay, yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's literally what happened. He was like, he really seems to have wanted to start. Well, he said, I think he made a, uh, uh, I think he's made a doctrine that like civil unions are now to be recognized by the church. Um, and f- in fairness, for like the last 50 years, Catholicism has said, no, we we invite everybody into the church regardless of whether or not they're gay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
But yeah, it's all it's all very centralized. Like the really crazy stuff that you see on TV, like the Southern preachers and stuff, like all of that. The reason it gets so crazy is because there's no centralized system. It's just like whatever your local church says goes. Mm. And so then you have like the people that are like, like holding it was snakes for a Baptist and church and shit like that. Yeah, and and in fairness, and to, in, fair, yeah. in fairness to the Baptists as well, Westboro Baptist is not at all like anything. Like they're completely disavowed from every other Baptist organization. They 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 keep that very far away. Um, they're, that's more or less like a cult because it's just the family, like, and even like fucking Fred Phelps, like on his deathbed, they said he recanted, like, um, they, there's a, 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 like an LGBT, um, community center directly across the street from it that they opened up because they wanted to fuck with the people. <laughs> um, and so they said like two weeks before he died, Fred Phelps came out and he was like, like in the lawn and they were like doing their thing in the, uh, in the big rainbow building. And he's like, you're good people. And then after that, he was disavowed from the church, um, excommunicated, and he kind of died alone in his own little... Uh, uh, it's, uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's unfortunate people. People are unfortunate. Yeah. This is why I go to the movies. Forget all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, it's... um, it's 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 Malignant's kind of a confused movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think my, my main complaint is that it, it feels like they had two different movies, and they kind of squished them into one. Yeah. Because uh, in, in, in certain parts, you have this whole, like, the idea of, like, the electricity thing, right? That was something that I noticed, and it happens really early on, because, like, I know the basic plot of the movie being, like, oh, it's, like, a, a, a parasitic twin. Mm-hmm. Why does he have electricity powers? Okay, yeah. No, that's the question, right? <laughs> um, and see, here's, and here's the other thing. Uh... So I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil this movie. I, you're gonna finish it, but like it's, I, I, it's well, like, I already watched Red Letter Media's movie, so I know the uh, yeah. No, so the 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 plot twist. Uh, the the premise of the movie is that um, this killer is killing people, and it is this one woman's imaginary friend, and she's privy to these murders. Like she will hallucinate and see the murders as they're happening. Mm-hmm. So it's um, really weirdly similar to another movie we just watched. Yeah. Um, and so. Uh, uh, the big plot twist was that the uh, the imaginary friend uh, was a parasitic twin that was like kuatoed onto the back of this woman uh, that they cut out most of and then like pushed the rest like into her skull and then sealed the skull up. Why? Because they couldn't like remove oh, it. It was attached to the brain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they weren't just like ah, this will be enough. Yeah, no. So they cut out Squish. most of it, squished it into the brain, closed the skull. Um, and then, and then, so when when her shitty uh, husband pushes her against the wall and like she hits her head, it awakens the beast uh, because it's it's now open. Uh, but it's got like, it's, but so like, so the movie lies to you, and I, I really wish this movie was more clever than it was because it's not. Uh, because it it shows you all those moments where it's like, well, she's like in her home like folding laundry, uh, and then all of a sudden like she'll collapse and she'll see these murders as they happen, and the movie goes to be like. Oh no, like, he showed her a fake reality so that she thought she was still at home and really, like, he was using her body to commit these murders. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, but, like, like the movie kind of lies to you? Like, it's, it's, it's not altering information, it's withholding it yeah. and showing you something else. Um, and it, it, it feels less clever. Um, but, like, in that, like they, never, like, they never come back to the electricity powers thing. Like, it feels forgotten at a single point. Uh, well, how often does it happen? Because like, sh- the, they mention. Well, they, they it show you. They the show you like sequence. like the lights are on, and he steps into the light, and the lights go off, and he's not there anymore, and he disappears. 
Um, that doesn't happen again. Uh, it literally, he just uses the radio to communicate at certain points. Well, it's lucky these people had radios. Um, I know everybody usually does. Oh yeah, I've got, I've got, no. Um, but so it, it does feel like two jumbled movies, uh, rolled into one. I, uh... Did you just look at... <laughs> it's kind of funny what just happened. Michael was like, I got, I got, and looked around, and then I think he realized he was in my room. <laughs> yeah. And none of your <laughs> stuff is here, because you don't live here. <laughs> well, so, so I actually watched this movie, um, on my way over here. I downloaded it, and I'd watched it, um... I would say on the plane, and that is technically correct, but I flew into LaGuardia, which never fucking do. Um, we sat on the tarmac for two and a half hours. Sounds uh, about right. They're still, like, rebuilding LaGuardia right now, aren't they? Yeah, well, this was in this was in O'Hare. I flew United. Mm. We boarded the plane. We got to the tarmac. Uh, they told us that we were not ground cleared at LaGuardia. So, like, we're going to wait, and it'll probably be a few minutes. I watched all of Malignant in this quote-unquote few minutes, and they said, all right, we're taking us back to the terminal because we've not had a response from LaGuardia. <laughs> uh, flight was delayed six hours. Wish I, wish I would have watched more. We finally landed in LaGuardia, and you know what they told us? Well, we've arrived at the gate, uh, but LaGuardia does not have anyone to fly the jetway out, or to drive the jetway out to us, so we're just going to sit here and wait. Nice. Yeah, man, I've been to O'Hare a couple of times. I've never actually been to Chicago, but I've been to that airport multiple times in my life. Um, don't know why, because I never fly, like, to the West Coast. It was always going from, like, Florida to New York. And they're like, we have a layover in Chicago. Like, water, like, yeah, why would you go to... I, like, back in the day, that used to happen all the time. Like, they would... I guess it used to be significantly cheaper to fly, like, a connecting flight, and I guess it still is, but... I don't know, I always get, regular, like, direct flights when I can. It's not like it's going to be a deal-breaker. Um... But I remember growing up, yeah, we would get layovers in very weird places. Uh, O'Hare was probably the most common one. Um, but then, like, there was also times, I think we went to, like, an airport in Texas once. Where it was, like, we were flying from Florida to New York and ended up in Texas. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but the airlines are uh, fucking mafia, man. We had a uh, an airline company in Hawaii. Uh, I think it was called Go. I don't know if it still exists. It was called Go Airlines. These little, little tiny planes. Uh, and the whole idea was that they'd offer plane tickets starting from like six dollars, uh-huh. uh, and it was just oh, within the island. Okay. Yeah, no, no, it sounds kind of sketchy, right? Sounds sketchy. Was sketchy. Is sketchy. Um, they actually have that in Europe too. It's not. I don't think it's quite that cheap. But like to go from one country in Europe to another, um, EU countries, it's like, I think it was like fifteen dollars when we flew from, um, uh, Belgium to Italy. Did you get waffles in Belgium? Yeah, they were fucking good. Like, were they? Ridiculous, yeah. It's like one of like those like meme foods that you hear about, and you're like, ah, oh, it'll be fine. But it's like, oh wow, this is something completely fucking different. It's like sushi in Japan or pizza in New York. Yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. something special about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Go Airlines. Um. They had to. I. I. I if they shut them down, I'm. I, I'm glad they were because there were too many fucking stories of they would overwork their pilots, and this was just within the islands. Uh. But like the pilots. There, there's so many stories I remember. Like the pilots uh, would fly, and they'd fly for like three, four hours, which is longer than it needs for you to go to the next fucking neighboring island in Hawaii. And they realized that the pilots had actually turned on the autopilot, like fallen asleep, mm-hmm. uh, and then just overshot the island. Yeah. So that can only happen a few times before you uh, realize that you know what? Maybe this isn't sustainable. <laughs> 
Yeah, man. Um, they do that in airlines all the time, though. Like, that's one of the horrifying facts of life, is that airline pilots are some of the most overworked people in, like, the workforce. Um, you, you got people... I think it's gotten better in recent years. Um, but, like, yeah, you would have pilots that were, like, on three hours of sleep, driving you to the other side of the fucking planet. Uh, it's, it's crazy. That's insane. Yeah, that's that's not... You don't want to... You don't want to. Well, I don't want to get into a. You don't want to fuck. I don't want to get into a fucking Uber and then be like, "Oh yeah, man, I had a really rough week. I've only gotten like three hours of sleep." Anyways, I'm gonna drive you across Midtown. Yeah. Like I'm gonna fucking die. Yeah. Yeah. Or like when you get into a cab at any time. At any point. At any time. Yeah. It's a wild experience. Malignant. Um. I I don't know. It's it's a little weird. I it's I don't think it's a good movie, but I enjoyed it very much. Uh-huh. Uh, it feels like a little yeah. mismatched tonally at points. Um, and I, I've noticed definitely about James Wan and his movies is he, he, he likes a lot of CGI in his films, and it, it does feel a little, like, superfluous. I don't know if you got to the first quote-unquote murder scene in the movie. Did you? Um, where, uh, like, when the husband gets killed? No, no, no. Like, the first, like, murder-murder that she witnesses. No. No. Uh, so it does this thing, like, James Wan loves his, like, 360 camera shots, you know, yeah. like, someone's sitting there, standing there, like, if you're an Aquaman, you're throwing a punch there, they put a lot the of camera tropes. on the railroad, and they boop, boop, and they go in, like, a 360. They do a 360 shot, and, like, the room, like, melts around her, and, like, reforms into... Yeah. I don't know, there, there's, there's aspects of this movie that feel like a, like a nice kind of low-budget indie horror, and there's other moments that feel like a larger-budget production. I just remember... You remember when I was like, this? it reminds me of a movie um, that's not a trauma movie, but it's very similar? Okay. Basket Case is the name of the movie. Basket Case. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, you said earlier it's about the thing in the basket. Yeah. And I was like, E.T.? E. E. Yeah. It's a, not you the know, same the as Basket Case. Spielberg movie that... Uh, Spielberg and... Um, trauma. Remarkably trauma similar. Very yeah. similar. You know... Man with a screaming penis. <laughs> Basically close encounters. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, I don't, I don't know. The, the kind of weird mismatched use of cinematography and, and quite frankly, a horrid use of soundtrack in, in Malignant uh, <laughs> didn't distract from my straight up... I was watching this... I, again, I was watching this movie in a fucking airplane. I was watching this movie in a metal tube dying with laughter. Uh, I was cackling. Yeah. Uh, because at one point, it goes straight army of darkness. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, she gets uh, she gets thrown into a holding cell at a police station, and you've got the most stereotypical, like, oh, what you looking at, girly? Like, uh, and then she murders all of them. She murders one person by, like, shoving her hand through her chest, and she, like, rips someone's head off by snapping their neck. Uh, it goes straight Army of Darkness. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. Uh, and I the movie was... does nothing to like explain why she has these powers. Okay, so <laughs> at one at one point, uh, uh, this thing like throws one of those giant hospital beds like what? And it like throws a giant hospital bed across the room. Yeah. Uh, and then she takes control of her body and she's trying to lift this hospital bed. And she's like, and they're just like, you can't. It's too heavy. And she's just like, it's my body too. I was always this strong. And that's as far as they go, and she does. She lifts it up, and you're like, you got fucking... She's always a superhero. Superhuman strength. <laughs> what? And then the movie just stops. It literally just... Like, it, like, like there's no... There's no final, like, words to, like, any of the characters, or, like, resolution to anything. And, like, the movie just ends, and it's like, fade to black credits. 
Like, okay. Uh, Excellent. There was no message. There was no... <laughs> like, it was just like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, movie's not good. It was very enjoyable. Uh, probably be more enjoyable um, just taking shots. But, um, no, it was fun. It was a fun time. Was it good? No. Very fun. Yeah, well, it seems like that kind of movie. And I, just from, you know, what I've seen, it doesn't seem like it's... It seems like it's bad on purpose. Like, it, it does seem like a... Yeah, like a hammy, like an overly hammed up... Like, they knew what they were doing. Randomly. They, they randomly They weren't in, trying to make a movie that was going to, like, disturb you. Yeah, they, they randomly threw in, like, uh, 80s synth score because Carpenter's cool. Yeah. With, like, pop music and, like, rock music and metal music. Just be like... I'm like, wow, this is so cool, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you know, now that you say that... The score seemed really weird even when, it, like, just in that first 20 minutes. Yeah, it's um, all over the place. Yeah. It's, it's all like over. The movie weird, does not like, have a consistent soundtrack. It sounds like stock music. Like, um, like... Yeah. It sounds like if you go into YouTube and you type in generic rock, yeah. it's, like, one of the first three results. Well, like, it's not the is, first one, but it's one of the first This three. is something I've encountered a lot just from doing the podcast and, like, finding our theme song, which is totally from something else. Uh, but it was royalty free, so they can't sue me. They have to <laughs> sue the fucking company that sold me the do 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 do. Anyway, um, yeah, you see like a lot of just royalty free rock. It sounds like generic royalty free rock music that you would find on iTunes and put in a podcast. Um, and that was in this major motion picture. That was in this major motion picture. Uh, I don't know the story of how this movie came to be. Did was this shot? prior to covid or is this kind of it almost feels like they were like well what are we gonna do um we need to put something out there fucking like johnny depp beats his wife and he can't be in harry potter anymore so like what is warner brothers gonna do um they fall back on james one who aquaman for you know uh i didn't dislike that movie but it made a lot of fucking money like a, a whole big thing like it turns out he was those are all false allegations. I have, I, like, I don't even want to comment on it simply because I do not know the story. And honestly, like, I don't like talking about that kind of shit. Like, all right, let's like, move on. No, 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 Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Aquaman made like a billion dollars. Um, a ridiculous amount of money. I think it made more than Batman v Superman. Uh, so they're like, okay, James Wan, do whatever you want. That was another movie I was did. fucking cackling through. Aquaman was hilarious. Was yeah. it good? No, but that shit was funny. Uh-huh. I drank a whole ass bottle of Jameson watching that movie and had a great time. Wait, what? Batman v Superman? No, Aquaman. Oh, Aquaman. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. that movie was dumb. Uh, we um. I've drank a whole bottle of Jameson. Yeah, no, it's never it a good was, experience. It was a James Wan movie, uh, and so really every time it does that like 360 thing where like the camera goes like all around the thing and I would take a shot. We were so fucked up. Uh, that movie <laughs> tried to kill us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be like watching a J.J. Abrams movie and like take a shot every time there's a lens flare. I can believe it. Amber Heard is in that too, isn't she? Um, yeah, uh, Aquaman. I was, you know, I was fine with Aquaman. Like, I, it took me a long time to watch it. I don't know why. Well, I mean, the movie's like five hours long. Yeah, but uh, listen, by the by the by the time like I streamed it, I didn't see it in theaters. By the time, oh man, I I worked in a movie theater at the time and I. And you got drunk at work? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> cool. I, I brought my fucking dog to the theater. I don't give a shit. That movie theater, goddamn, I was the only thing holding that bitch together. Um, you and your old friend Jamie. Jamie? Yeah, that's what, like, the Irish barkeep at the bar outside of Knife I used to call it. He was like, you want another shot of Jamie? 
yeah. Yeah, no, I, I had a friend up there, uh, and he managed the, uh, the building across the street, and sometimes there'd be some, like, uh, some crossover where, like, I'm closing up really late, and he's opening up really early. Because movies go on for a while, and sometimes you can't leave the building until everyone's out. And so I would, uh, I would be leaving at night, he'd be coming into work, uh, and he'd have a cup of coffee, and he'd be like, you want a sip of coffee? And I'll be like, sure. And I would take a sip of coffee. Irish coffee? Straight Jameson. I, it wasn't even coffee in it, it was straight Jameson! <laughs> Uh, this is booze. I'm like, dude, this is f- it's 5 a.m. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm still I'm still buzzed from last night. I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> Anyways, Aquaman was fun. Malignant was uh, was fun. Neither of them are good movies. Yeah, neither of them are good movies, but they're very enjoyable. Um, and you know, we we get we get a lot of a uh, horror. Horror is such a there's such a vast array of what you can consider to be horror. Uh, I mean, you have things like things like that. Uh, Ari Aster does. Or what, uh, um, who directed The Lighthouse? Is that a horror movie? The Lighthouse? Yeah. Yeah, somewhat. Um, Interesting. I mean, it's, it's the closest I had to approximate. He also did, like, The Witch, and, like, that, that is, like, The Witch is definitely horror. Yeah. Um, but it's, like, that's... Those are really boring. Uh, well, Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> but it's, like, it's, like, a different, it's a different genre of horror. Yeah. Than something like, uh, like a Blumhouse production would be, you know? Like, horror has, like, you have trash horror that it's mo- it's made purely to pump out into a movie theater in January to turn a profit. Uh-huh. Uh, you have, like, uh, like art house horror, something like The Babadook, right? Or It Follows. Like, good horror movies. You have, like, sure. classic horror. Carpenter you know, like, uh, what is the company that does, like, Hereditary and... A24. Okay, A24, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you have fun horror. Uh, and fun horror is, like, the last fun horror movie I, I can think of, like, immediately was... Uh, uh, don't breathe. You see, you you see, don't breathe. Uh, yeah, that was a fun a, horror we movie. Did a, we did an episode on that with Zach. Yeah, that was uh, that was like was a, good. Ooh, don't open the door. Ah, uh, you're gonna get killed. Um, we don't have enough of that, and I feel like Malignant was closer to that, where it's like a, ah, now you're dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, don't breathe. Kind of like it. It rode that line between like schlocky horror and like classy horror. I think it leans more towards schlocky. But uh, it was a good movie. <clears throat> it's a weird movie. Like, the premise being... It's it's a reverse home invasion movie. Yeah, people in, invade this guy's home to rob him. Yeah. And then he turns out to be a... Well, a, a blind man, but a also blind a... blind fucking uh, crazy soldier. Crazy murder man. Who also has a dungeon <laughs> set up in his basement to impregnate a, a woman to replace his dead daughter. That was the one scene that took it too far. You know what always really got me about that scene? Um, So when they showed, like, I think they showed, like, a straight-up, like, semen injection, don't they? Yeah, it was like a turkey baster. So there's, like, a hair in the the jizz. (laughs) And when you see it in, uh, like, on a big screen, you say, I'm like, whoa. (laughs) They didn't didn't take the hair out of the jizz prop. That's really gross. It makes it even grosser. <laughs> uh, it was a. I, they probably left that in on purpose, though. They were probably like, "That's that makes it even more fucked up." I was totally on board with it until I saw that hair. Then I was like, "Ew, it's gross." <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> so, but, but the horror movies is a very wide range. Um, the second sure. movie we watched was uh, was very, very different from Malignant. This is another movie that I would call uh, quite confused. Um, I liked it. 
We'll say this. I, I enjoyed it. But. Did it feel really, really long getting into the story? So, first of all, the movie we saw was Candyman. Yeah. Um, it felt like the movie was more concerned with being a movie than it was a horror movie. Right. Um, which, I don't have any complaints about that. Like, it's... Listen, this isn't a movie I'd recommend be like, oh, you want to be scared? Go watch Candyman. Like, this is more of like a... Yeah, it was a good movie. Um... Clearly, they had things to say. Clearly, they had a message they wanted to convey. Like, all the things that, like, like, uh, like, Malignant, all the things that that movie was lacking, uh, like, a story, a message, a plot, any sort of gravity, stakes, tension, character, yeah. meaning, uh, <laughs> were all in Candyman, but what Candyman lacks is, uh, the enjoyment factor. Uh, because, I mean, like, I, I like, I love A24 movies, I love Hereditary and like you, you sit, you sit, and you watch some like Midsummer, Hereditary. It comes at night, uh, and you are kind of like glued to your seat uh, because it's 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 disturbing and malevolent and unsettling to watch. Uh, but it's not like fun. Yeah. Uh, and I don't I don't think Candyman was fun. Uh, so much so as it was it was just good. And it's weird that I have to make that distinction, but, like, it was a it was a very good movie, but it's not one of those, like, schlocky, like, yeah, horror movie. Like, it's 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 closer to an A24 film than it is a Blumhouse film. And I don't know mm -hmm. if that's going to turn off its audience. Um, well, that's the thing, is it, when I say it feels confused, is it rides the line between those two types of horror film yeah because on one hand you have you know the Candyman mythos which is like hammy and it's like it's the resurrection of um you know classic horror story from the past uh and it feels that way but then it's also got this I, and i think that like a lot of people would look at the premise of this film and hear some of the things that people say about it and think oh that sounds like social justice or something um but it isn't. I felt like the story itself was more compelling than any of the the horror. horror. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it just felt like it was just kind of the story of this artist. Yeah. It didn't really feel like because like when I'm looking back on it, like the very end of it. We'll go ahead and spoiler uh, alert you right now. This is gonna spoil the whole fucking movie. Turns into like a weird Black Lives Matter thing where you have, like, racist cops, like, attacking uh, people for no good reason. Like, they shoot a guy that's already kind of dead. That was... Did that scene track really weird to you? It, I didn't yeah, know what was happening. So, uh, so it's... There's a there's a very, very early on in the movie, and if you've seen the trailer, you kind of know this thing, where, like, there's this guy who, like, hands out candy to the kids. Yeah. Um... I think that's part of the original. Yeah, and, and very early on in the movie, you see this guy is handing out candy to a kid, and the kid, like, screams because he's afraid, but, you know, he takes the candy from the guy anyways. Uh, like you do. And the cops hear the kid scream, and they come down, and they beat this man to death. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's this very kind of sudden, like, there's no, like, uh... It's well shot, too. In um, fairness, he was the man with a hook hand hiding in the wall, walls. handing candy to small children uh, mm -hmm. alone. He's kind of creepy. The optics aren't good. Yeah, <laughs> okay. the optics aren't good. But like, no. listen, you, you you see you see cops talk down people with fucking nunchucks and samurai swords all the time. 
Really? Uh, where the fuck do you... They're white. What is going on in uh, Chicago? Um, but, like, it, it does happen, like, rather unceremoniously where they just beat a man to death, and that is the world, because I think it was 1977. Yeah. And that is that world. Um, that is the mm-hmm. world. And that is, unfortunately, the world we still live in. And part of the things that they address is that, like, you know, like, Candyman's... Uh, the thing that we tell ourselves to make this kind of thing seem okay, because the things that happen keep happening. Yeah. You know, people are still beaten to death by the police. People are still persecuted. People are still uh, unjustly murdered um, or accused of things. And like, yeah, that's 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 accurate. That's very accurate. Um, it, the scene that you're talking about at the end. Uh, so visually, I think it's meant to be evocative of the kids' shadow puppets in the very beginning. That's why you see everything happen in silhouette. Yeah. Uh, but it happens very suddenly, uh, and it happens without much of anything happening. Uh, it just happens, and you're like, oh, oh, okay, all right. Uh, and then they clarify what happens in like the sit down, in the the bit immediately following where they they sit down. And it's like, okay, well, here's what happened, or this is what happened. Yeah. Uh, like, okay. I, I can see the influence of how they'd want to shoot it stylistically, but it it also does seem like one of those things where it's like they, they missed a few insured shots at some point. Yeah, so there's this um, common thread running out throughout the movie, like a recurring element, where they're telling the story of the Candyman, and they do it in this very cool shadow puppet. It's very thing. cool. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah. it's stylistic. The only thing that struck out to me is... It, it looks almost exactly like the scene in Deathly Hallows where they're explaining the Deathly Hallows. Like, there's a scene in that that movie where they're telling, like, it, it's a very similar theme, too, because they're, like, telling this, like, old wives' tale, and they're doing it through this, like, weird shadow animated style, and it was the first thing my mind went to. I was like, oh, that's just, like, the thing from the Harry Potter thing. And I bet, because you've never seen those movies. However... I think I have once. That's good. It's gonna be what everybody thinks. Like, cause like that's it's one of the scenes that people talk about from that movie. They're like, oh, that's the best part of the movie where they're telling the story and it's like a little a creepy animation. Okay. Um, but it looks stylistically it looks almost identical. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it, it reminded me not necessarily in like visual aesthetic, but in uh. I don't know, I guess There's another thing that stood out in. to me that felt borderline plagiarized, and I can't think of what it was. But go on. Uh, of uh, Resident Evil Village, like if Resident Evil Village. Uh-huh. starts and end on this kind of storybook analogous thing where it's like going through this animation. It's really good. Resident Evil Village is really good. Um, another good horror. Yeah. But yeah, no, Candyman, um, it's, 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 a, it's a very good movie, um, but it's it's hard to recommend to, to, to like a lot of, I feel like it's hard to recommend to like horror fans because like horror fans are typically there for something closer like Malignant than they would be something like Candyman. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be weird. It's like, there's a couple of things that I think that modern audiences will find off-putting. The first one just simply being that it's not that scary, and it doesn't try to be. But, like, everything that we're saying makes it sound like a really ham-fisted social commentary thing. And yes, that's a part of it. But it's very strange. When you're watching the movie, it doesn't feel like that. Yeah. It it feels like they're just telling the story of this guy and this happens to be his life. They're not like beating you over the head with It's not like you're watching BLM, fucking um uh, Neil Blomkamp movie Elysium, uh, yeah. where the metaphor overpowers the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It happens at the very beginning and it happens at the very end, and it feels bookended in that way, almost like it didn't like exist in 
<laughs> like poetry, it rhymes. It almost feels like it wasn't really a part of the story, and then they tried to incorporate it later. Because if you took out the stuff of the cops, the movie would still be, like, perfectly fine. It, like, it wouldn't feel disjointed or anything. Like, this is what happens at the very end. Um, so, we have th our main character, who has been slowly turning into the Candyman. Um, he was the one who unleashed this this monster, brought him back into the world. We There's a couple of other things that you'll see if you watch the movie. Um, but he's, like, turning into him. And very end it's like he's like dying and they call the cops and the cops come in and they op immediately open fire on him even though he's not like a threat um then they take his girlfriend who's still alive they handcuff her and they start giving her this ultimatum they're like hey we could either pin this on you or you could say that he attacked the cop and uh he there was nothing he could do he had to open fire and so she doesn't want to do that. And she Candyman, 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 Candymans. That's how you summon the demon. And then the demon kills the cops. And so after that, I turn to Michael and I'm like, that was the weirdest superhero origin story I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Like, it turns it, like, because well, the whole well, thing. The whole thing, too, is like, it's, it's very kind of, uh, it happens earlier. And I, I called this out and like, you realize that this de that this entity has only killed white people? What do you mean? Fair. I mean, they deserve it. They deserve uh, it. They, they do. Uh, but, like, it is one of those things where it's like, uh... And they cut away from the bathroom scene, right? Uh-huh. Um, kills a bunch of white girls in a bathroom. Uh, oh, I yeah. That was weird. I don't know. Are, is, this is the movie trying to say that, like, black people aren't in danger from Candyman? So, Cause it, you no. Because, right, like... It does feel, it does feel like a... a like a pseudo superhero movie and that like it, it's it's not so much alien as it is predator where there is a code behind it like a code mm -hmm. that they can operate behind because she summons uh the monster and the monster kills everyone but her and it ends up because it, like it unlocks the card for her like it, it saves her from the situation mm -hmm. uh, i think that's just implying that it was still you know him yeah a bit but like we also don't see the girl like the one black girl in the bathroom die so did it let her live too well she didn't summon him though like, I think it only attacks the people. No, because it kills the it art killed critic. The, yeah. I don't know. And it, it killed the the one guy who was in charge of the art gallery. But in fairness, like in the old movie, it killed black people. So if that's a new thing, that's a new thing. Um, they did try to like, I don't recall. Like I haven't seen the original movies in so fucking long. Um, I'd like I I really should have like looked into them prior to doing the, the podcast. But um. I don't remember it being, like, this sort of primordial entity. Um, I think it was just the Candyman in the first one. But in this, they, like, elaborate on the mythos a bit and say it's kind of this entity that's been in the community. It's always related to something, like, something horrible Some and tragic will happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's it's actually it's a really cool idea that you have this whole thing where it's, it's the entity perpetuated by the injustice that's perpetuated. Yeah. Uh... And it's feeding on itself. It's, like, it's, it's cyclical. It's, it's cyclical not, in nature. Yeah. Like, it's not protecting the community necessarily because like it always demands sacrifice. Like it, we open up and we find out that like it, it no, we find out that it goes further back to like the eighteen hundreds. Eighteen ninety, I think it yeah. was, yeah. But it, our introduction to the character, we're told that um there was a lady that had a baby and it demanded child sacrifice and they threw it into a fire or something. Yeah. Um, and so, but like the baby was always black. Like the Candyman is always black. Um, 
But I don't remember it only killing white people in the old movies. They might have. I don't think so. Because, like, it was, like, um, it's an interesting premise because it's, like, the only, like, uh, I guess it's going back far enough that you could call it black blaxploitation would be the genre, right? Um, where it's, like, a, uh, it's, it's the only horror franchise that I could think of that's, like, aimed directly at, like, in, uh, a black audience. Um, but I don't think that it had, I don't think that was a part of it. You don't, yeah, you don't think it had the connotations as the older film, but, like, I mean... It even might have, it, you know, it might have been, because it was... Uh, it doesn't go back that far, as a matter of fact, right? It, it was a movie came out in like 90-something, right? 92? So like this is... Yeah, this would have been on the tail end of, like, Rodney King in, like, the race riots in the 90s. Um, so possibly, it could have had that, you know, uh, social commentary element, but I don't remember it. I might have just been too young to even, to like... To get it? To pick it up? That. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'm... I was, like, I've seen the first Candyman at some point a while ago. Not enough to remember it. Um, I have to go back and watch it. But this movie, like, it was very poignant with his message. It was very... Again, it was a very good movie. It was a better movie than it was a horror movie. Um, and I, I don't know if that's necessarily an issue, because... Again, it's, it's one of those hard things where I feel like if I was talking to most horror fans, like most horror fans right now, would turn to something like Malignant... Before they had turned to this, because this this feels like a this feels like a common middle ground, mm -hmm. like a stepping stone. We have Blumhouse on one side, and you have A twenty four on the other, mm -hmm. and Candyman kind of falls right in the middle where it has, like it's it's very well made, it's very well directed, it's incredibly acted. All the performances in the movie were fantastic. That's yeah, that's something, and you said that when we were watching it. I agree. Um, the performances are better than the movie itself. Uh, I think that part of the reason I liked the movie as much as I did is because the actors really elevated the material. And they really, really tried, um, and they really succeeded. And I mean, it's, it's, it's not like the material wasn't there. Like, the material was mm -hmm. solid. Uh, it just, they, they... But with, like, a lesser actor, it would have... It, it, it wouldn't have been nearly as, as good as it was. I look, God, yeah. What is that actor's name, the main character? Yeah, Abdul Manteen something. Yeah, Dr. Manhattan. Manteen um, II? He's great in fucking Watchmen. He's great in this. He's great in everything. I'm looking he's an forward Aquaman to... too. He was a... Uh, was he? Black oh, Manta. is he Black Manta? Yeah, he's Black Manta. I guess I didn't know that, because we only see his face for like a little bit, right? Yeah. Uh, call me Black Manta. Um, was that his first big role? I think so. Uh, it's the first role I remember him in. Uh, he was fantastic in Watchmen, though. Um... Yeah, and he's gonna be in uh, New Matrix. Mm -hmm. oh, I'm looking forward to, to that. Uh, but to yeah, no, it's uh, the material was there. The actors did an incredible job. Um, he's very it's good. not so much scary, uh, but like it's not not scary. You know like what? you can tell it's trying to be scary. Come to think, well, like there there are moments where it's quite creepy, but like it's just you know you you get to a certain age and like horror movies aren't that scary anymore. However, I do remember from watching the original Candyman as a kid, one of the reasons that I was never really into it was because it didn't scare me that much. So, based on that, I'm making the hypothesis that it could have had some social commentary stuff going on and like been trying to say something bigger, mm -hmm. and like it would have been lost in me as a child, and other than like, oh, this is just isn't scary. This movie is bad. Fuck it. Um, because I never really into Candyman. Like, uh, I remember it used to come on TV now. all the time, a lot. Um, I I would say like the scariest movie from when I was like a little little kid. Uh, we watched Pet Cemetery. We went to like Blockbuster Video and got that. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the movie itself is fine. But the thing that scared me more than anything else was Zelda. Did you watch Pet Cemetery? No, the uh, the cat's name is Church. Um, 
Zelda's the twister with uh, the twister, the sister with the twisted spine. Um, she's got spinal meningitis, and I have spoke to other people about this. Um, this is actually a conversation that I had with my friend Mike in high school, because um, I was talking about how much that movie scared me as a kid, and he didn't see it. We were in high school, so we were t still technically kids, but. Um, he had watched it when he was like 17 and he was like, this isn't scary at all. Um, but then when we talked about it with our other friends, we were like, they're like, oh my God, the movie disturbed me. And you know why? They're like, because of fucking Zelda. It was the scariest thing. Um, it's, you don't remember the character at all? No, I don't. I remember, I, you know what I remember from the original Pet Cemetery mostly? So, uh, did you see the new one? I did not it's see the new one. garbage. I heard that. Hot garbage. Uh, uh, the thing I remember about the old Pet Cemetery was it took a... A long time to get started with the first act, and I do remember the third act. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a very confused movie. Yeah, um, it's kind of all over the place. It's not. It's another movie that I would say it's not a good movie, but it's an entertaining horror film. I mean, as far as like those Stephen King movies go, like some of the adaptations are great. You have some that are like Misery and Green Mile, where it's like oh, the, and, and Shawshank Redemption, where it's they're scary. like all yeah. really good movies. Yeah. Um, then you have others where it's like Christine or. Uh, what was the one about the cell phone? Was it called Cell? Was that the one where it's like cell phones are turning everyone into zombies? It's like the first time I saw a Stephen, Stephen King thing. Yeah, it was a Stephen King movie with I want to say John Cusack and Samuel Jackson. Uh, but it was like, oh man, this is Grandpa's horror movie. Yeah. Um, Doctor Sleep was phenomenal. That's uh, probably gonna be one of the best horror movies I've seen in a very long time. I and it's sh the, God, that movie is shockingly good. It's shockingly great. Good. Uh, Mike Flanagan, um, man, what a champ. If yeah. you haven't, all right. These, uh, it's a movie that can, shouldn't work can, at all. Candyman's really can, Candyman's good, uh, but if you're gonna watch anything, if you want to be scared, if you want to have <laughs> like Sleep. purpose, uh, yeah. watch Doctor Sleep and watch The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, Doctor Sleep, so much better than it had any business being because, like, a that, the premise is fucking stupid. Yeah, premise well, is fucking garbage. That, I God, I remember hearing like when I first heard about it, they were like, "Oh, it's the kid from The Shining, and he fights vampires." I'm like, well, he grows up and what? fights vampires with a little girl. Yeah. 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 I'm like, okay, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> that sounds awful. Um, I, I like, I had no interest in reading it whatsoever. I was like, oh, that's garbage. Why are you? Because like Stephen King, like, for don't all touch of his the shining, yeah, yeah. Stephen King, for all of his flaws, he doesn't seem like the kind of author that like gives into schlock. Oh no, he gives into schlock. He and he's wrote some bad things. He's wrote some very good things too. I'm not shitting on him, but like, he doesn't seem like the kind of author that's going to like revisit something for the sake of like nostalgia mm -hmm. like so when he says like i'm doing a sequel to the shining i was like the fuck that doesn't it <laughs> well, doesn't sound I, like i feel so bad for mike flanagan because he had the onerous of being like the guy to work on the sequel to the shining well yeah and this is why it, like it's it's crazy on two levels because a the story works and it's good and b not only is it a sequel to The Shining, it's the sequel to the fucking, like, Stanley Kubrick Shining. It's yeah. like, so it's not only, like, one of the most iconic horror stories in America in the last 50 years, it's one of the most iconic movies. Just of all time. Period. Yeah. Um, and it worked. Um, I like that he didn't try to ape Kubrick's style. I think that if he tried to do that, it would have been, like, mm. there's a couple of scenes, obviously, when we get back to the, the overlook. Yeah. The but, you know. kind of pacing. Yeah. It's, oh, dude, man, I got... Uh, so I, I, am not even the biggest fan of The Shining. I, it's, it's, it's a great film that I will watch a few times and be like, yeah, it's the, sh well, it's The Shining. Like, I can't really say much about it. Uh, but, you know, you, you, like, and I, I, I hearken Dr. Sleep to what I hearken to Blade Runner 2049, where it's a movie that's so good where it makes me retroactively care about the original one more. Yeah. Um, Blade I, Runner is a movie I don't care about at all. Yeah, I've tried I, to watch I, it so many times boring. and it's boring um, as fuck. It's boring as fuck. But Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. Is one of my favorite I still movies of all time. It, but I keep hearing God, you're such that. a f 
fucking cuck. Uh, anyways, um, now when they hit you with the over with the uh, the shiny like, bum bum bum, yeah, yeah I got it. fucking chills. It mm-hmm. works so well. Because it was so game. understated for the re- like. The rest of the movie, yeah, we see, you know, the Scatman Crothers character come back. We see uh, some of the other, you know, flashbacks and stuff. But it doesn't feel like it's aping The Shining. It doesn't feel like it's hitting you over the face with nostalgia. It gets that way a little bit in the end, but that's fine. But because it is so methodical in its pacing, it by the time earned. it gets yeah. there, it feels earned. Yeah. yeah. Um, very good movie. Anyways, watch Dr. Sleep. Yeah. Fuck both of these two movies that we've been talking about. <laughs> Go back and watch Doctor Sleep Go back again. And watch Doctor. Have you seen Doctor Sleep? Watch again. <laughs> it's great. Did you see the director's cut? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I only watched the director's cut. Yeah, it's I good. didn't see the theatrical. It's good. Damn, movie it's made good. thirty million dollars its opening weekend. It tanks. It's very sad, but I'm glad that it exists. It's a movie that'll find its audience on in twenty thirty years. Yeah. So uh, they they released Blade Runner twenty forty nine. A big surprise. Yeah. Uh, movie bombed. Um, the original Blade Runner bombed uh, when it was released in theaters. So They're going to release know. that new Dune soon. I think it's going to bomb. <laughs> I mean, who's going to watch it in theaters? I'm going to watch it on HBO Max. I was seeing something online, people saying that it's already doing well, but I don't... Uh, How do you gauge that metric? Well, yeah, because that's what I was going to say. I thought, like, when I saw that... Like, I didn't even read the thread. I just saw it as I'm scrolling. Um, Listen, like, but I'm in my brain, it. I was like, oh, it must be out right now. And I just didn't know about it. But the movie we were coming out of the theater, it said... Yeah. yeah, it's... Like a month uh, I mean, listen, like, I'm going to watch it like a fucking, like, a simp for science fiction. Uh, sure. You put anything in space and I'm going to watch it. Uh, <laughs> Idiot. I mean, yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, man, you know what you know, was, uh, like, some of my favorite movies, like, growing up was the uh, Predator movies, too? Mm-hmm. And that might wholly be because you put a tall, muscular alien in fishnets. And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm watching this movie. I've, I've seen all the fucking Predator movies. Most of them ain't good. This is the one, the most recent one. The most recent one? Adrian Brody and... No, that was... That was not the most that recent was, one. That was no. 2011. That was Predators. I fucking right. love that movie. I love Predators. Um, there's, yeah, there's best the other Predator one with the fucking... Who, the Predator. Who are the actors the, in the other one? Uh, Keegan-Michael Key. Weird. Uh, not Joel Kinnaman. Uh, he looks kind of like Joel Kinnaman. Um, Thomas Jane was in it. Olivia Munn was in it. Uh... Jake Busey was in it. Jake Busey? Yeah. Jake Cockadoodle Busey? <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, not Michael Shane. Shane Black. Shane Black did the new Predator movie. The Predator. Uh, which is a weird uh, fucking kind of movie. Listen, they were, I think it was Entertainment Weekly released a photo and like the Predator was like in a loincloth and like escaped in the lab. And I'm like, I'm going to watch that movie. I don't have this bad dragon collection for nothing. That's very strange. This is a very disturbing thing that you just said. Um... <laughs> But but so um, <laughs> so, but I so know, I feel comfortable with you in my house. Please leave. But so, <laughs> but so but so um, the predator like the movie exists um, and they reshot the entire third act of that movie because uh, they shot the third act of the movie and it was gonna be this big thing where you had a bunch of predators that were here protecting humanity and the planet wearing like fatigues and using M60s and riding Bradley armored vehicles and the studio went. No! <laughs> Fucking no! Yeah. So I, they reshot the movie with the giant alpha predator in, at night, and it, it also sucks. I, I can't say whether or not the original ending would have been better, uh, but this one also sucks, so. I was never really into Predator. I did like the one with Adrian Brody, because I remember seeing that in theaters with Jay That movie's on. fun. That movie's so much fun. That, that, that is a very fun movie. That's another fun horror movie. Me and Gion used to have, like, this was even prior to the podcast, like, we just have a ritual where we'd go to movies that we didn't even really want to see. 
I don't know why it always ended up being the case. Like, we'd go to the movies once a week, and it was always something that neither of us really wanted to see. Um, and that was one of them, but that was one of the times that we were pleasantly surprised. Yeah. The other yeah. time we were not pleasantly surprised was the fucking Wolfman movie. Oh, which yeah, was, was so boring it made me want to so kill myself. Boring. The uh, <laughs> Benicio del Toro, right? Wasn't yeah. That? And that, that that was it was it was complete opposite of my reaction to Predator because that was one that I actually wanted to see because um, it looked cool and Guillermo del Toro is great, perfect guy for the job. Benicio del Toro. Oh, he's not. Guillermo didn't direct it. Did he? I'd be fucking shocked if Guillermo del Toro directed That's that. That's what I thought. No, you know what? This came out at maybe a similar no. That came out when I was in New York. I was thinking of the weird haunted house movie that he did. Uh, Crimson Peak. Crimson Peak. Not, it's a, the not one, a ghost story. The ghost story, not a ghost story. One of the not only Guillermo movies that I was like, no, this sucks. Yeah, I didn't like that one either. But he also made... Um, Shape of Water. Shape of Water. You know, I'm, I'm really disappointed that that movie, it won the Academy Award, which is great. It made me very happy. Uh, but I'm really disappointed that that movie didn't inspire a whole slew of copycat... Because you always get copycat movies after certain type of movie wins the Oscar, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I am disappointed that that movie did not inspire a whole slew of monster fucker movies. Because uh, it was essentially Creature from the Black Lagoon, but she fucks it. Give me yeah, the Wolfman, but she fucks it. That's, I'd watch that. It's not a habit in the Wolfman, though. Just, he, she doesn't fuck the werewolf form, but... Yeah, this, which is why like it's disappointing. Um... <laughs> This is a very disturbing episode of Off Time Drive. Um, <laughs> we started off with God. We strayed so far from it. Jesus, we got hit with lightning twice. Um, yeah. Uh, that was in the shape of water, like a student f- film. Um, didn't they? It was like no, because it's you're thinking of Mama. His mama was one that he produced. Uh, mama was like a little short. Uh, yeah, I remember the show, and that was God. That movie's not good. Um, it's it's one of the it's it's they did the same thing with like the Lights Out movie. Like they take a really cool little YouTube video that was really creepy. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. He's like you you seen the original Lights Out? Uh, yes. Uh, we were pissed because uh, uh, I mean you remember Zach? Like we he mm-hmm. did a little fucking short film. It was it was essentially that, and they made it a major motion picture. And he's like, motherfucker, this was my idea. Really? Yeah. I didn't see that. Technically, I didn't see the one that I'm in. Come to think of it. <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't. He he's got this whole body of work that I didn't even know. Because I, I really like Lights Out. I feel like that's something that we would have talked about on the podcast, and it would have been fun. Um, like the YouTube short. I don't like the movie. Garbage. And they make the demon look so stupid in the movie. Like, that's one of the creepiest parts of the thing, where you finally see its face. It's like, whoa, what the fuck? It's creepy. It's got... Oh, one thing I will give Malignant, they made the, the monster, like, kind of creepy looking. I did yeah. like that. I oh, like really? I like classic creepy monster designs. I like classic... I'm a, I mean, this may just go back to the, the Asian-ness in me, but I fucking love tokusatsu. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, actually, I showed you Kamen Rider the Next, yeah. uh, which was the, the J-horror movie that they drop a superhero into randomly. Um, and you enjoyed that. Yep. They should do more things like that. Um, I want, I, like, that's what I was really hoping that, uh, what was that movie with the, the little Superman kid that was evil? Brightburn. Brightburn. I, I was hoping that Brightburn was going to be something along the lines of that. Um, not, obviously not the exact plot that you're talking about. I just, like, let's introduce a superhero into a horror movie. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but that's not really what it was. It was just a horror movie that kind of had like a very thin veneer of superhero. It wasn't a bad movie, but like they, I mean, they did what they could with. That was like a really low budget film. Um, but I was hoping it was going to be a little bit more like a. What's that? Comic. Common Rider the next. No, there's a comic book um, where it's like Superman but evil. Injustice. Red no, Sun? it's Mortal Kombat. Uh, it's yeah, but it's not actually Superman. It, um, I, I want to say it's uh, Mark Millar, the guy that did Nemesis. I guess. Yeah, Nemesis. Nemesis was close. But that to was Batman. more Batman. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Jupiter's Legacy. Maybe. Jupiter's Legacy. Jupiter Ascending. Not that one. You probably like that on movie. The, on the, uh, where the, he was a dog person. Wasn't that Channing Tatum? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. On the uh, on the topic of Comrade uh, uh, for the four people I care, um, they they showed off the uh, the new suit today. Um, it is exactly identical to the old one, but with better details. Really? Yep. Um, they it was it was this thing that was a seven forty nine. Yeah, it was, it was this thing that was announced today. Because uh, they did Shin Godzilla, Shin Ultraman is coming out next, and now Shin Kamen Rider is coming out. It's just, it's essentially like the Showa era retelling, but in the Reiwa era. Uh-huh. Uh, so Ultraman will be next, and that's that's Subutia, and that's exciting. But they, they announced the Kamen Rider one, and it'll be interesting, because they, they announced it as this big kind of apology. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the last season of Kamen Rider was so fucking bad, uh, they literally had to announce like five different projects to keep people invested in the brand. Yeah. Um, but they... Showed off the new suit, and I was uh, confused because it looks identical to the old suit, um, which is cool. Um, oh yeah, I know that one because I bought you a toy that looked like that. Yeah, neat. So it's, I it's, like it. It's literally just it's the same thing, but with like more panel lines and shit. But mm-hmm. they 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 announced it, um, and they they showed everything off because they 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 recreated the original 1971 opening frame for frame with the new suit and motorcycle which is really unsettling because it's like 4k ultra hd and i'm not used to that shit Mm -hmm. um yeah this is a conversation for you and um negro kage i don't even know if i'm allowed to say that but it's one of our listeners Mm -hmm. do you know who i'm talking about on twitter i don't know Maybe? We we have a fan and you don't even fucking know. I don't, I don't. He's like our one fan. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> he always like like he likes your shit all the time. No, oh, does um, he really? Yeah. Oh yes I do! I do know. Okay, alright. He follow yeah, no, he follows me on Twitter. Um Yeah. What's up, dude? Um He likes all this stuff. No, I love Tokusatsu. Hit me up, send me a message, we'll talk Tokusatsu. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, ladies and gentlemen, Michael has to get on train soon, so we are going to wrap this up. I am Tyler Andrew Pino. Uh, and I'm Michael Holland. And do you have, do you have any closing remarks for, for uh, just horror fans in general? Uh, go see Candyman. Why not? I think it's good. I enjoyed it. Um, I think it's worth the admission. And I'm going to continue to watch uh, Malignant, and I think you should watch that too. I'm going to go rewatch Doctor Sleep. Yeah, absolutely go rewatch fucking Doctor Sleep. The extended cut, it's better. Um, the, uh, it's not marginally. I mean, it's 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 this scene's given a little more time to breathe. It's not it's not if you can only get the theatrical cut, that's fine. It's not vastly superior. Yeah, it's, but there's like no excuse to only get the theatrical cut at this point. Yeah. If you're gonna rent it on Amazon, good. yeah, I'm sure they're both good. I don't think I saw the theatrical cut. They're, they're both did. like I solid. I did watch a, I watched it a couple of times, like when I first saw it. They're both like solid. I mean, the difference is like 15, 20 minutes or something like that. They're both solid like nines. They're very good movies. Mm-hmm. Watch those. Yeah. Fuck it. Watch Common Rider. 
Don't watch Kamen Rider Saber, that was the bad one. Get out of my house, literally. <laughs> 